Well, she made me rethink about my major. That's how bad she is. If you want to learn something, do not take her. She is weird. And I don't know what's up with her toe shoes. Hi, welcome to Virtual Hallway, the podcast where we talk about all things community college. Today, we're talking about Rate My Professor, a website that has, since 1999, given students the opportunity to rank their professors on a basis of overall quality and easiness. They sometimes also comment on things like how many books you have to read, how many essays you have to write, how many tests you have, and other things like that. The goal, of course, is for students to be able to help each other select better professors. Now, all of us here in the episode have had ratings on Rate My Professor, some good, some bad, and we're going to talk about them. Welcome to the virtual hallway, Professor Chung. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Matt Chung. I am an English teacher at El Camino College. I've been teaching there since 2005. And uh, I guess I've been getting bad reviews since 2005, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for letting, me, thanks for letting me be here. Well, the website's only been around since 99, so that's pretty good. I was an early adopter, I guess. Hi, <laughs> right, Matt. That's great. But you should have that, you know, printed somewhere. Getting bad reviews since 2005. I'll put it on my Instagram bio. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so if, uh, if it's not obvious, today we are talking about Rate My Professor. Um, what do you all think about it? Um, you know, I think it's a really interesting tool because I find that a lot of students like come tell me, they're like, oh, I saw your review on rate my professor. Um, that's why I signed up. So I think it is an interesting tool, but also it's a site that I haven't gone to in a long time because it just like hurts your feelings after a while. If you get a lot of bad reviews, you just don't want to read them anymore. So it's kind of a mixed bag and there's not really a whole heck of a lot of accountability um, on, on who rates you. And even students, like I had a review once for a student that was in my class. He wanted to add, but he didn't add, but he gave me a negative review off of like hanging out for one day. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, it's a it's kind of like the Wild West of reviews. Very much so. I think I, I think of it sort of like Yelp, where I throw out the, the highest reviews and the lowest reviews and go somewhere in the middle. Um, but I, I think, you know, a lot of students read them and that's how they're selecting their classes. And I will say, Rate My Professor is helpful for identifying the truly crazy teacher. Not that anybody is truly, cra tr truly crazy, but sometimes there are some professors out there that are do some interesting things in class that maybe don't support learning so well. And so sometimes it's helpful for students to be able to steer away from those. But yeah, it hurts your heart a little bit to get those, those negative reviews. So it's hard to look at them sometimes. You know, in my math class, we talk about um, all, what do you call rate my professor? Yeah, you know, it's just like an example of convenience um, sampling where people are really motivated. The people who are motivated to go, I mean, maybe the folks who like really love the instructor or those who really hates the instructor. Uh, but you know, at the same time though, it's 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 something, it's some kind of information better than nothing. You know, it's it does it does give examples from like the people you trust, your your peers, your colleagues, your student, your classmates. So it's like supposedly better than nothing. Yeah, I think the same thing. I, th I think it's actually mostly a good thing. And if there are a lot of reviews, they're probably pretty accurate, right? If there's like 100 reviews, then it's probably okay. This is somewhere in the ballpark. And if someone has a really, really low rating, that's probably a pretty serious red flag, um, as long as they have a bunch of reviews. But, um, you know, I you're talking about like 
I, I used to, when I first started teaching, I looked at it all the time because I was hungry for feedback. And I was also very nervous. I didn't know if I was doing a good job um, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, after they took away the chili pepper rating system, I really lost interest. They, they lost me, you know, because I, I was sitting high with the pepper that was on fire and I was like, well, I'm the best teacher there is. I've got to be. Um, but, <laughs> you was, know, they, they got rid of it. I wasn't bribing Mexicans just for the chili pepper. Really? <laughs> yeah, it created, it supported a whole underground economy. You know, it was, you know, the vanity of your professor can be, was monetized for many students in a way that they had not experienced before. It's sort of like, you know, a no interest student loan. Um that you can apply directly to your professor for. So yeah, I think it's a, I think it's overall a good thing, but there are plenty of flaws in it. Uh, not just that there's no chili pepper, but yeah, there's not a lot of accountability. And I think also um, a student might not always recognize what a really good learning situation is like. You know, I think oftentimes they do. They're I mean, students are smart, um, but sometimes they might not really know what's best for them in that instance. You know, whether it's a lot of work or whether it's, you know, deadlines, whatever that is. I agree, Chris. In fact, I was going to say pretty much that the same thing earlier on in my career, I would check it a lot more often. Um, and I love what you said about just being hungry for feedback and just kind of wanting to know, you know, um, uh, about, you know, how you're teaching and getting that more immediate feedback instead of waiting for, you know, the kind of in-house um, surveys that we do sometimes. Um, and then as I've gone on, there's... Um, I've had, you know, various feelings about it. Um, uh, and there is a, a famous quote by someone, which I'm going to butcher, but it goes something like, other people's opinions of me are none of my business. And so more and as I go further along, I don't check, uh, you know, rate my professor as much or think about it as much. Um, but I agree. I think, again, it's kind of that, I feel like it's a space for the students. And sometimes when I'm checking it, I, I feel like I'm almost intruding, right? Like that's their their space to have their opinion about me and it's none of my business, so. I think that it really flourishes as a space where students can find out if a class is difficult or not. I think that like, or like if you have to buy a book or, you know, some of the things on there are really good sorting systems for students telling each other what to expect. And I think that part of it is like, they should sort of have that, right? That That's sort of a natural uh, social thing that they do. Absolutely. So should we read some of the bad reviews we've gotten? Might Ooh. as well. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So I'm going to start us off because uh, I have to. And, you know, they're, they're, they're weirdly um, backhanded compliments kind of at the same time as their bad reviews. Um, so I got three in a row, uh, 1.5, 1.0, and 1.0. So the basically the lowest score you can get, uh, which is awful and it shows like an emoji squinching and like being really pissed off and it's very oh it's very hurtful you know when I, when I see these I I feel a tremendous around amount of guilt and shame um and insecurity about my skills and I'll, I'll read a couple but I'll sort of also gloss over because they end up repeating themselves a little bit um so the first one is uh he is nice and he will help you what you need in his class, but if you want to have a higher chance to get higher than a C, then take a different English class and not with him. You get to revise essays in his class, which is nice, but you only get to do it on a couple of essays and get ready for the books you will have to read in his class. So this one is like a warning, right? It's sort of saying like, hey, this is what you can expect. Uh, then if you want to get higher than a C, um, 
I would assume that this person got a C and that's why they used that particular uh, letter grade. And then below is something from, I believe the same student, you have to read two boring books. So it went from reading, get ready for the books. So you have to read two boring books. And I think that's the hard part because I, I selected them so carefully. Uh, and during the semester uh, projects, he does try to make English fun and he does let you revise. So there's a theme of you can revise, but not an unlimited amount. Uh, make sure you know how to write your essays. And the last one is he is not bad at teaching English, but is confusing about what he wants on essays. Um, and make sure you know what you are writing and your grammar is fine. And if you are not great at writing and your grammar is not fine, then you will not pass the class. So the theme I noticed was something along the lines of grading too harshly. Um, and then also, you know, it sounds like, uh, you know, the, I feel like if someone were to, you know, summarize that, so it would be like, oh, he means well, but, <laughs> but this, you know, the skills just aren't there. You know, he has a good heart, but he's just not, uh, not doing it properly when it comes to grading or maybe finding good books. We should say these are all from like 2016, right? are older ones i don't know if that I, makes a difference or matters. it was a tough year for to a lot of oh it was but it wasn't after november 16th so it was okay. a tough year for a lot of reasons but i guess yeah <laughs> there was a lot leading up to that, you know that's true a lot of chaos yeah okay should i go next i have go a review it. i found I this review and actually this this review comes with a story and i nice. know who wrote it i know who wrote it because uh another colleague of ours told me like hey when this student is mad at you, he will write you bad reviews. And I literally remember having a conversation with a student telling him that he was borderline in my class. He ended up passing. But when I told him he was borderline, he got super upset. And then he wrote six reviews on the same day, like same ne six negative reviews on the same day. And I was like, so annoyed at him. I was like, you can't write me six negative reviews on the same day from the same person. So I like flagged them all. I rate my professor and they took out like five of the six. I'm like, that's fair enough. You can keep one bad review from one student, but you can't pretend to be a bunch of other students. So anyway, he writes this, he writes, uh, the teacher attempts to relate to us by providing relatable scenarios such as, well, sorry, wrong one. My bad. I'm reading the wrong one. Here it is. This is, this is, this is a good, this is a gem. He says, he does not make you feel welcome in the class or excited to come. Will not, will not be there for you as a friend, exclamation point. He is a little funny, but he tries to be funny when he is not funny, another exclamation point. Not an easy grader and does not care to help students pass if you miss an assignment, then you miss it. He definitely will not let you make up for it. So best to show up. So my favorite part is uh, that I will not be there for you as a friend. So let's just, you know, that's the one that I let Ray, my professor, keep because I wanted to tell all the students that I will not be there for that as a friend. <laughs> I like the part about being a little funny. Yeah, he tries to be funny, but he's, but he's not. A little. <laughs> They're sort of on the fence about whether you're funny or not. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, he's funny, but that, but yeah, okay. Yeah, but not funny like your friend is funny because he's not your friend. <laughs> I think most of mine are just about like how I grade too hard, which I think is fair. Like if the students keep seeing that professors are hard grader, then that does give them some pretty good info going into the class. So I think uh, if students can locate themes in the reviews, then that's actually helpful information for them to have. But I think this one is kind of interesting because it does kind of ask 
if other students read this, I suppose they'll ask, what is the role of the professor that they want? Like, do they want your professor to be your friend or do they want your professor to be, you know, your teacher? Like, and just kind of like do the material and go, or do they want somebody who like, is going to be the friend. And honestly, I think if they really are asking themselves, uh, honestly, then they probably know that your professor is not always going to be your friend. Yeah. I'm not sure my students would want me as a friend anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's all, there all also might be like an overestimation of how cool we are. Uh, if that's the case. <laughs> no, no, you know, I have one that, that knows how cool I am not because the first thing this person says is, is awkward. Oh, okay. And I am, I admit that. <laughs> so you own that. You own it. I own right? it. <laughs> I embrace it now. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm having a hard time finding humor here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just so tragic. <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a death march than I imagined, that's for sure. That's why I stopped coming to this site. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> let me begin with what that, that uh, quote I mentioned. He is very socially awkward. Yes, I am. But it's funny sometimes. <clears throat> but the class is basically self-taught. He goes over everything on a test and cares so much about the passing. He will send you emails to help motivate you, like, in quotes, Get to module eight by Monday or I'll smack you. <laughs> Tough love kind of guy. <laughs> I think it worked though, because I think he's like, this guy passed according to what he put on, on, on the website. So, so that's something, I guess. Was um, this during the pandemic or pre-pandemic? Uh, I think this is pre-pandemic. I need to go check. Because I was wondering how you would smack them during the pandemic when we were online. Virtual smack. Virtual smack. An, an emoji smack. <laughs> yeah. A gift. You know, a, a gift. Yes, a gift. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have another one. I'll just read the first sentence. Many, many this person starts by saying, many math teachers at Elko suck. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, I was filling in the blanks. Like, but this guy sucks the most. <laughs> Written by an English major. <laughs> so, so I, I take a little bit of comfort knowing that I'm in the average adult community college. So, so, and it's math. Everybody hates math. So, uh, I'm I'm cool with that. So, and there's one more over here that says that one of his rules of thumb is that you should have two hours of homework for each hour in class. Well, yeah. I always talk about that. With that's that. like the universal. That's like that's just what college. That's <laughs> not yours. Not everybody, right? It's yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And this person continues by saying, and for a six-week course, accelerated course, this dude assigned as much work as he wanted. I kind of feel good he called me a dude. <laughs> if, you have, if you have other classes, jobs, kids, responsibilities, don't take this class for the love of God. <laughs> so, Damn. yeah. It's, well, I told him, you know, this is a six-week class. You guys are insane. It's crazy to take a six-week class. The six-week classes are always, yeah, like there's across campus and they're, they're crazy. I think there's a disconnect between like what math instructors feel, I suppose, is needed to match the material and what students would like. Um, and so trying to cross that divide is kind of tough. That is interesting. It was something I know that there's a feature because you were saying that earlier that you flagged some of these, right? Because and I think that's actually a good idea because it would be because it actually, especially if you're an adjunct or something, it could really hurt your 
enrollment and your chances if some especially if someone's putting up false information or they're just obviously misunderstanding the role of a teacher or something but like with uh with the students expectations for how much work goes into a class or like how much like how much is too much work right or how how many books is too many books how many assignments is too many assignments whatever um it's interesting because I think as teachers, we talk about that all the time. And I, I think that there's so much variation that it's probably very hard for a student to know, um, to know what to expect. And then, you know, when they read this, they might get an exaggerated sense of what it is, you know, because um, two hours can sound like a whole lot when you're not sitting and doing something. But if you're sitting and doing something, two hours is like, okay, that's a sort of normal amount of time. And especially if you're learning something new. It's not that much at all. Yeah, and also that's, you know, again, the sort of generally accepted cross campuses college, right? The two to one ratio. Yeah, I thought it was three to one. I thought it was three hours per unit. Oh, I'm gonna tell them that. And they're lucky. Ours <laughs> going soft. That's why it's only two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. It's going gonna, easy on you. I'm gonna quote you. Yeah. Yeah, you're too student-centered, Art. Yeah. Well, and really it's hard to gauge how how long students are going to spend outside of class on certain assignments because some are much slower workers or more precise and others, you know, are taskmasters. So that's it's a lot of wiggle room there when we're estimating how much time students are spending outside of class on assignments for for our classes. True. So here's one, got an average rating. Um, this one's, this one's kind of hurtful, it's kind of harsh. Boring class, but it's incredibly easy. A lot of group work that seems pretty pointless. Almost every class we just review of the homework, so homework is not necessary to do. Easy grader. If you want to get an easy A and not learn anything, I highly suggest her. Ouch. I would have definitely taken your class. <laughs> if I read that review, I'd be like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Burnham, here we come. Right. So like as a student, you were like, yes. And as a professor, I'm like that, that like, it's like the knife and the chest, like, right. Didn't, doesn't learn. I didn't learn anything. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. That one's that one. That In was straight up brave of you to share. Like that was so cold. Like I cannot right? believe that yeah. someone would, would be so disrespectful. Like I'm sh I, it took my breath harsh. away. Yeah. Cause like even, even your, what, even though this was like, yeah, even yours was, there was some praise in there. This one was just like, I learned nothing. <laughs> like how to hurt a professor. <laughs> yeah. But this one's okay. This one's a good review. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> um, Stephanie Burnham is a wonderful teacher. She's cool people. I would take her again. So many essays, but she makes them seem so easy until you get writer's block. But even then she's still awesome. Best female, no offense, English teacher I ever had. She is great. <laughs> like bomb.com BDC. <laughs> that's awesome that had Bomb. a very specific voice to it yeah, yeah right it did um and that no offense in parentheses was was in there best female no offense english teacher i ever had it's like um and then the bomb.com is the like is spelled it's bomb and then spelled out in capital letters d-o-t com bdc in parentheses <laughs> So that, is that a thing? I don't, I don't, that wasn't like a thing in our class. Is that a thing in the like zeitgeist? I don't know. <laughs> we have to ask a young person. 
right? We used exactly. to say bomb.com all the time, but that was like in the year 2000, I think. Okay, I was going to say, it sounded vaguely familiar. So was it like a thing back yeah. in the day? Okay. A thing that cool people said, right? Well, I said oh, it. So, know. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the awkward cool person here would not know. <laughs> I mean, ours awkward and I'm not funny. So what, <laughs> what do we know about any of this? <laughs> Okay, um, well, I'm an adjunct, so I don't have as many reviews as y'all probably, but I'm happy that I have some really nice ones, but I'll read you my, my awful one, whether I got a one because I'm awful, and it's a very short review. Professor is nice and helpful, but the way she grade is hard. Yeah. Which I think is pretty accurate. I think I'm pretty nice and helpful, and yeah, I think I do grade hard, so actually, I think it's a pretty accurate though awful i'm sad it's awful but you know i think it's pretty accurate is that all it said that's all it, it said with no punctuation i'll just add that part <laughs> yeah the sort of uh you, you never you never want the defendant to take the stand right i mean that's sort of the <laughs> the issue there is they can't stand up to the pressure yeah not of so having much. to type out why the english professor was not very good all I got for you the rest you know are not that entertaining yeah most of the rest of mine are just like you know changed my life um I <laughs> I was living on the street and he invited me to his home and now like you know wait are you friends he's with your students? To my child uh, <laughs> yeah he will he will be there for you as a friend yeah <laughs> um, I wrote it I'm into like, my will I like professor Chung, who wouldn't invite me to his home yeah. <laughs> took me in. <laughs> no you know what's funny Matt I think we're thinking of the same student oh. who wrote two of at least two of the ones that I got. And in fact, maybe even all three of those. Maybe. Because Could that be. was the that was the theme, because I think we even had a discussion about it. Uh, I think so. At the time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a, there's a there's a roving rate my professor terrorist out there. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they slipped through the the claws of justice. You know, you know, I, we're going to go on to to more like fun stuff, but I I wonder I'm not sure I've ever really changed I how do you compare these to the ones you get from like your classroom evaluations? Like cuz I've definitely had some students who were not pleased with me in some of those evaluations and I I took them pretty seriously in terms of like trying to learn from them and I think I would probably take them more seriously going to rate my professor comment? I don't know. But what do you all think? I, I agree, <clears throat> you know, because it's interesting because it would be interesting to to think about because the audience for each is different. And I feel like the, the students, you know, understand that. Like the audience for our evaluations that we give them, they know we're going to see them. They know they're still anonymous. It's, you know, all that. But they know it's for us, right, um, to be read by us. Whereas with rate my professor, I don't think, I mean, I don't, think that professors are looking at this you know um i mean uh, well professors are looking at it but i think the students are writing it with them in mind their audience in mind is their fellow students is to right, either warn or uh you know encourage uh their fellow students to take or not take this course so it's interesting that the audiences are very different and i think that probably reflects in the way the students um write those reviews right and exactly what they focus on so i think it's also a level of motivation right because um <clears throat> In the, in the evaluation, like they're doing the evaluation in the middle of the semester, and 
I just checked today, and it's like a bunch of my evalu- evals, negative evals are today, you know, after the semester has ended. So it's a great opportunity to, for, to vent and to lash out and to, you know, get back. I think I take, um, yeah, I kind of receive them both differently. Like I used to get a little bit more, I used to get upset at rate my professor stuff, but it's pretty anonymous. It's out in the ether. Uh, but I actually got evaluated this semester and I saved some of those evals for this podcast if you want me to read them. But these I take more personally and I try to figure out like, wait, what are you talking about? Like when somebody says he doesn't, he doesn't tell us the directions or whatever. And I'm like, uh, I tell you guys this exact thing all the time. Or they say like, I don't have, uh, I don't know when his office hours are. And I'm like, I tell you guys all the time. So I think when you're getting an eval from the middle of the semester, uh, you kind of take it, you kind of take it a little bit more personally because you're like, didn't I say this? And you want to, I don't know about you guys, but I do, sometimes I'm like trying to figure out who wrote this. I'm like, who wrote this? Who's in my class right now? Who wrote oh, yeah. this? The gears start turning, the plots for revenge, you know, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Count of Monte Cristo, you got the, you know, you're, you're saying the names of Cataros over and over to yourself as you're digging your way out of prison. Yeah. I got to share one. Can I share one? Yeah, no, please, yes, please do. Yes. Okay, so this is the one that haunts me because I feel like it's ridiculous. Um, this person, I think I know who it is, but I'm not sure. Uh, the teacher attempts to relate to us by providing relatable scenarios such as, quote, that college life, sleeping until 4 a.m., finishing a project due at 8 a.m., unquote. It does not work and often sidetracks us. Using woke culture is not as effective as providing helpful metaphors to previous notions in the lecture. So uh, I didn't know that talking about college uh, was woke culture, but apparently it is. So, you know, this made me throw out all my books that have anything to do with CRT or the Holocaust. (laughs) So I have the least woke class now. Wow. Commenting on procrastination is woke. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like staying up late, staying up late. Oh, man. A liberal agenda, it's going to get you every time. That's right. My, my like leftist communist liberal agenda, trying to make them to go to sleep early. That, that's pure government overreach. That's what that is. And it's not like you have any experience being a student, right? right. Like, uh. I have none. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. That's wow. Mm. That's, that's really good. Yeah, no, I... I I have a similar experience. I'll get, if I get stuff, it's, it seems more immediate and it seems more like I got to do something. It feels like work in a weird way. And rate my professor feels like just a strange, a strange thing, but yeah, I think in the end, it's not for the professor. So it makes sense that it would be very different. Um, but <laughs> you know, sometimes people just have an ax to grind and they're going to find some way to work it in to everything they, they do. <laughs> <laughs> And I think the point Stephanie made too about the different audiences that students have that in mind, who they're writing for, which is good, right? We want our students to think about audience and their writing. So that's a good thing. Um, but earlier, somebody said something about what motivates them to write a review on Rate My Professor. It's usually they, there's a strong motivation there, either, wow, this professor was really great, or wow, they were just awful, as opposed to the evaluations that we have students do, you know, in our class as part of our evaluation process, where they're all given those evaluations, and they're all supposed to give some kind of feedback. So you're going to get different results, and we're going to take them differently, because the ones that are formal affect our employment, or, you know, could affect our employment, certainly affect our 
um, bosses see us for sure. So we're, we will take those more personally, I would think. Yeah, and we can actually frame the comments for them too. Because I remember like during evaluations, I always tell them, um, hey, if you, these are anonymous, so please write something because it's actually very helpful. It's more helpful when you write something than when you just fill in a bubble, right? So I, I think the feedback that we're getting uh, is, can sometimes be a little bit more concrete and tangible. And then, and it actually has been helpful, like some of the stuff that I get from them, uh, I can actually change course a little bit in the middle of the semester because I get some feedback that says something really tangible, like, hey, can you make the due dates a little bit later? Um, instead of 8 a.m., can they be 10 a.m.? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually a great idea. Why do I make it at 8 a.m.? You guys aren't going to be awake anyway. So, you know, little things like that um, are actually way more helpful, I think, for us, like what Mitzi said, like as professionals, um, it's a good way to get feedback through the evaluative process, but not so much on Rate My Professor. We're just getting burned. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, Matt, I learned probably the most, uh, you know, practical uh, stuff from when I give surveys, especially like in the middle of the semester, um, as to how how is it going now, where I can still change stuff, you know, right then for them, especially especially things like due dates and times. I had something similar last semester where for the you know all the online courses I was putting all the readings on like the to do list on their calendar in addition to like the assignments. Um, and I had a, one of the students said, you know, it's just kind of cluttering up those due dates. We know we have to read these things before we do this thing, because I also have it in order, like on the modules. He's like, it would probably just be a lot cleaner if it was just the assignments on our calendar view and not all the readings, too. And I was like, yeah, that's true, <laughs> because it, it says in the assignment, make sure you've read this and this. It's already like in an, a sequential order on the modules. I don't really need to do that. And so that was uh, a helpful uh, uh, comment, too. Yeah, I've, got, I've gotten good good feedback that way, um, which I haven't seen on. I mean, I guess here's the funny thing. Maybe I have. Maybe I'm just being, you know, too, too uh, emotional about this because one of the things in my rate, my professor, was that the essay instructions were vague, right, or, or confusing or something like that. And one time in my, when I was teaching my lit class, the first year I was teaching it, I got a couple people say that like, oh, the instructions for the essay are, are a little too confusing. And it was sort of like, since it was my first time teaching that subject and doing that thing, I was relying on, you know, the prompts that I had gotten in like grad school or, or higher level English classes. So I was leaving things way more open than they were used to. And sometimes asking them to do things that might've been, you know, just a little above that level of writing. And I needed to provide a little more guidance. So I think I got some really good, um, and stuff like that obviously is not, it doesn't hurt my feelings because it's not personal. It's more like, it's more like business, right? It's not, you're not my friend. You're, you did this, you failed. It's more just like, hey, we could use this. And that was really helpful to me. You know, I, I read these and, and there's, 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 I see a thread and I think there's a, a fair amount of truth in that thread. And they talk about too much work, too much work and so on and so on. And <clears throat> I think, the thing here is like, there's a frame of reference that as a math instructor, my wife and I talk about this, we've had like the worst math instructor ourselves. We, we, we come from a, a culture where it's like two midterms in the final and then that's it, you know? And so we're kind of carrying that baggage, I think, when, when we teach, it's like, listen, back in my day, you know, when I would walk to school through the snow in Southern California, you know, it's like, <laughs> 
you're, you're so lucky you get redos, Mister. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, there, um, so yeah, so so I think I think I need to remember that I am my frame of reference is not the best, and I need to like really work at at finding a a place that both my students and myself can 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 honor. Maybe let's time. Maybe let's spend some time finding some extremely bad reviews to share. And I think I found one. You might like it. So here's a review. I never wore my seatbelt. Excuse me. I never wore my seatbelt while driving to school because I wanted to die before making it to his class. <laughs> Twenty-five that. people found that useful, and only one person did not find that. <laughs> I guess today we could update that, and it'd be like I didn't get my vaccine because I wanted to die. <laughs> Hey, Matt, enough with the woke stuff, okay? Right. I didn't mean to politicize this. Stop, Stop trying to relate to us. Matt. That's only a little bit funny. It's not yeah, that funny. Right. Yeah. Stop trying to relate to us. It is funny, but then he tries and it's not. Yeah. Not funny. All right, let's see. We have some more here. All right, so here's kind of a long one, but uh, it goes very strange um this here's a review this guy looks like benjamin franklin died and came back to life i honestly couldn't tell you if he was pregnant or not i'm not sure if that was a joke um i don't understand how he is still a teacher as his memory is slightly better than a goldfish actually that comparison is not fair to goldfish he would look at least a hundred times better if he was bald strange advice if he bends over look away it's, it's, it's just is, it's so mean like it's i i i think the the only part that is relevant is that they have a bad memory i guess it is a creative terrible review though i gotta say that took some work to come up with some of those descriptors yeah like zombie ben franklin is is pretty inventive <laughs> Yeah, I wish this was about me because I feel like that's a very like that's almost like a backhanded compliment, right? It's sort of like, oh, Ben Franklin, like so, you know, so regal. And you know, he was also notoriously um amorous. He was he was part of the Hellfire Club with a lot of the founding fathers and was having all sorts of uh illicit trysts and what have you. So that would actually, you know, get you accolades um, <laughs> in some circles. They call themselves a Hellfire Club. Oh, yeah. Nice. I think that one should be read in a female voice. Can I read it? Too? Yes, let's, re let's rewind <laughs> and take this out. Yeah, I, this jump one's on it. Fun. I want to read this one. Yeah. Well, she made me rethink about my major. That's how bad she is. If you want to learn something, do not take her. She is weird. And I don't know what's up with her toe shoes. She gives attitude and puts you on the spot. But when you do that to her, oh, no, she'll get mad and you can't do that to her. Do not take her. That was good. That was, that was good. a beautiful read. That I was masterful. That. Especially like the comment about the shoes. I, I, I know it's a, it, it's a weird instinct to, to comment on appearance, right? It's like when you're talking about things that are unrelated, all of a sudden, what is up with her toe shoes? I mean... Wearing toe shoes as a professor, I feel like does harm your credibility. 
What are so Iris... those shoes? Are they like Birkenstocks? Like, what is she upset about? That we can I... see her toes? I'm not yeah. sure. Is this I a ballet it's... shoes reference are we talking about? I know, right? Yeah, toes. What are toes? I think these are those shoes that look like gloves. And each individual <laughs> toe is like, that's what I think it is. Oh, I want to read the next one. Yes. Okay, right. so there we go. All right, so this one. He seems happy and teaches well, but there's some just something off about him that I can't put my finger on. He smiles, but there's no warmth there. Just a terrible emptiness like you'd find in the rusting hull of a ship forgotten at the bottom of a dead sea. Something happened to make him that this way. I do not know what it was. No one does. <laughs> it's like, no one does. So no one spooky. Does. Oh I gosh. know, right? Like the imagery, I, I kind of love, right? The rusting hull of a ship forgotten at the bottom of the dead sea. <laughs> This one almost made me want to take that class because he's, yeah. he's happy and he teaches well and there's a mystery to solve, right? So right? I would go for that. And it's sort of like a Nicholas Sparks novel, right? It's a it's a man who's been harmed, right? He's yeah. he's holding it together. He's trying to be strong, but the cracks, you know, there's something and you can fix him, right? right. I, you know, it's irresistible. I didn't, I didn't know you knew so much about Nicholas Sparks. So thank you for sharing that insight. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> this does read like the, you know, beginning of a novel. Like I want to read more. Yeah, I would sign up for that. I mean, because he seems cool, right? And then maybe, yeah. you know? You'd, you'd find those cracks in the hull of the rustling ship and you'll know what happened to him. <laughs> exactly. And then it's like, you know, you're, you're part of this story. You're part of this larger narrative. And I think something else I love about this one is I immediately thought of a bunch of teachers I have had throughout the years who like, you can tell there's just something broken inside of them. You know what I mean? Aww. In like, <laughs> in particular, junior high and high school teachers. Yeah. Um, that, that I had where there was nothing like outwardly wrong, but you could tell like you, you've had some disappointment or some loss in your life that you're trying to be brave about. Yeah, a lot of pathos in that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always say, you know, especially junior high teachers, I feel like I remember being a student in junior high and like we were just awful to those teachers. I just feel like I have so much compassion for them, like junior high specifically. Like that's a rough time for kids and oh can you imagine did anyone has anyone taught junior high mitzi did you at all high school no i high school i i subbed a little bit and junior high middle school is what i really avoided i was like please don't give me middle school it was terrible i don't i i don't know how middle school teachers do it that that is a tough age i agree it it was yeah it's like just a rough transitional age and to have to be the a teacher on that yeah mm-hmm. should i read this next one can i let's do it yeah all right worst class ever he is the devil he called me the devil impossible greater loses papers drinks too much smells and likes to call himself le grand blanc <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's written in all caps. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's just how important every syllable, every letter combination is. It's got to be all capitalized. Le Grand Blanc. I want to do that. Call myself something in a third person. Did you? Yeah. Did you all ever have like a, a crazy, like egotistical lunatic as a teacher? I don't think I ever did, but you see it in movies. So I, I assume it must be some truth to it. 
maybe maybe it's me like my answer was no but maybe i am because <laughs> <Right. laughs> i think i'm funny but i'm not <laughs> okay so here's one <clears throat> although this man is a terrific trombone player he is a terrible person and i hate him <laughs> the end <laughs> and i hate him <laughs> this has been another episode of the virtual hallway podcast check out our past episodes on anchor spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts 